Okay. We are beginning today, Monday's portion of Chumash of Parshas Bo, and we are deep in the plate. We had six in the previous Torah portion of the era. On Sunday, we had the hail, and now today on Monday, we speak of the locust. And these plagues, all ten of them, were really designed primarily, of course, they had many levels of meaning, but to shatter the evil of the Egyptians and to bring them to a recognition of God. So we're in chapter 10, verse 12. God said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locust swarm, and it will ascend upon the land of Egypt and eat all of the grass of the land, everything that the hail has left. In other words, each successive plague, there's less and less to destroy because there's less and less left. So it's a grammatical concept here. In the Hebrew it says, Stretch out your hand on the land of Egypt, ba'arbe. So the bays, arba means the locust, the bays, ba, here Rashi is saying means bishvil. That one letter bays stands for the word bishvil, for the sake of. In other words, the reason you're doing this is for the sake of this plague. Moses stretched his staff over the land of Egypt and God guided an east wind through the land all that day and all that night. It became morning and the east wind carried the locust swarm. So what do we mean by an east wind? So Rashi is explaining that the winds are named according to the direction they come from. So an east wind means coming from the east. A west wind means coming from the west. So this is a wind coming from the east to the west toward Egypt because it's really coming from the holiest place of Israel and then going to Egypt because Egypt was southwest of Israel. The locust swarm ascended over the entire land of Egypt and it rested in the entire border of Egypt very severely. Before, there was never a locust swarm like it, and after it, there will not be like it. So that phrase, that there'll never be one like this again, gives us a problem because we know that much later in the days of Yoel, we're told that there was a locust plague like never before. So which one was worse? Well, that sounds that the plague by Yoel was much more severe than the plague by Moses, which it was. But this verse is saying it will never be like this one again. So Rashi explains, he reconciles this by saying that though Yoel's was more severe, but there were many different types, many different species within that broad family of locusts. And that was so severe that it was never like it ever, ever before, including by Moses. But by Moses, there was only one variety. And this one variety was so extreme that for only one variety, there was never a plague like this ever again. Paro hastened to summon Moses and Aaron, and he said, I have sinned to God, your God, and to you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I skipped a verse. I'm going back to verse 15, I skipped up a mistake. It covered the site of the entire land, and the land was darkened. It ate all the grass of the land and all the fruit of the tree, fruit, fruit of the tree that they had left over. They did not remain any greenery on the trees or the grass of the field in the entire land of Egypt. So Rashi explains that term, kol yerek, based on the old French of being of green leaf, as versus in other places where that term yerek means a vegetable. Here it means something green, green leaf. Now, go back to verse 16. Pharaoh hastened to summon Moses and Aaron, and he said, I have sinned to God, your God, and to you, and now please forgive my sin just this time, he keeps doing this, obviously, and entreat God, your God, that he move from me only this death. So he, meaning Moses and Aaron, left Pharaoh and entreated God. 
God turned back a very powerful west wind and carried the locust swarm and hurled it back into the Yamsuf, the sea of reeds. Not a single locust remained within the entire border of Egypt. So now that we, at the same time, we, just as before, we said east wind meant wind coming from the east, west wind means wind coming from the west, that's now pushing, so to speak, the locusts eastwardly. The west wind is pushing them eastwardly, so to speak, in the direction of the land of Israel. So Rashi explains how we understand these directions because it's, it's pushing the locusts into the sea of reeds, the Yamsuf. So Rashi says the Sea of Reeds is partially to the west of Israel, but it's also partially to the east of Israel. So that's why the west wind was able to throw the locusts into the Sea of Reeds facing it. So how do we understand this? sounds sort of strange. It's to the west and it's to the east. How can something be both simultaneously to the west and the east? So if you would think of the Reed Sea, from the Reed Sea comes forth two gulfs what we would call today the Gulf of Suez and the Gulf of Eilat. So the Gulf of Suez is to the west of the land of Israel, and the Gulf of Eilat is to the east. So that is how Rashi could say that this sea, on one hand extended to the west, and on one hand extended to the east of the land of Israel. And then the verse adds a seemingly unnecessary phrase, not a single locust remained. Well, obviously not a single locust remained. We just said that the west wind cast them all into the sea. So this is to emphasize that even the ones that the Egyptians actually wanted, because they would eat locusts, so they had salted them for themselves, even these, this west wind took away, because obviously we don't want them to benefit from any plague. So here, Pharaoh had said, oh, 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 I'm so sorry, now I really get the truth. But God strengthened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not send out the children of Israel. And now we're going to read about the next plague of darkness. Now, the way we read it, it sounds like boom, boom, boom. It did not happen that way. Actually, each plague extended for about a month because for three weeks Moses was warning of the plague. And then the plague itself generally lasted for seven days. So from the beginning of the plague until the time when the Jews actually left occurred approximately over ten months. But from that point, from the very beginning of the first plague of blood, the Jews were completely freed and actually became quite wealthy because in the plague of blood, they sold the water to the Egyptians. So that's why we can understand a little bit what we're going to say soon, that for the past, you know, nine-ish months, eight, nine months, it's been pretty good for the Jews in Egypt. You know, all of the, the suffering is gone. There's no affliction. There's wealth. Egyptians are terrified. They keep you know, proudly seeing God's victories and strength and power. So what's the next plague? Next plague is a plague of darkness. God said to Moses, stretch forth your hand towards the heavens, and there shall be darkness upon the land of Egypt, and the darkness will become darker. Now this is based on this word here by Yomesh. So the darkness will become darker. So, the dar- so first we explain that the darkness of the day of the plague is darker than the darkness of the night. And then, of course, the darkness of the night of the plague is going to be even darker than the darkness that was by day. But it's from this interesting word by Yamesh, which actually gives us two ways of understanding it. 
either Vayamesh Rashi says is from the word Emesh, which means like last night. But Emesh is Aleph Mem Shin. And Rashi takes a while to explain that you could drop the Aleph if you're constructing it in this fashion. So therefore, Emesh with a dropped Aleph implies the concept of darkness, of night. Or the Midrashic explanation is a Yamesh is like the idea of Limashesh, to feel. Because the darkness was so thick, it was as if it had a substance. Like the darkness became palpable, the darkness became felt. It was so thick, it was substantial. Moses stretched forth his hand toward the heaven, and there was a darkness of gloom throughout the land of Egypt for a three-day period. So during this first so here, unlike in the other plagues, where the exact same phenomena happened for the entire seven days, here we have three days and three days. The first three days, it was so dark that one couldn't see another person. And then it became so dark, like a much denser darkness, that they couldn't even move. If they were sitting, they couldn't stand. If they were standing, they couldn't sit because the darkness, as we said, was so palpable, was so thick, it froze them. Now, then Rashi says, why do we have this plague of darkness? In other words, what makes Rashi wonder here is that this plague is different than all the other plagues because, as I said, all the plagues had one expression for the entire seven days. But by darkness, we see two expressions. First, a, a darkness so dark you can't see, and then a darkness so dark you can't move. So if there's two levels of darkness, there must be two purposes here. The Rashi gives us two purposes. One, and this goes back to what I was mentioning before, that there were among the Jews some people that didn't want to leave, that didn't believe in leaving. And these Jews died during these days, and we didn't want that the Egyptians should witness this and say, oh, we're punished and they're also punished. So the first three-day period of darkness, that was sufficient for that. They couldn't see. Now, just explain this a little bit. Unfortunately, you know, in the Medrash, there's various numbers given, and the one that Rashi uses, which is the most mild, actually, of the numbers given, was that four-fifths of the Jews, tremendous number, 80%, actually died during these three days because they, they didn't believe in the redemption. They didn't want the redemption. They didn't believe in the redemption. Which is interesting if we consider some of the Jews that actually left and made it out, who were not so holy, as we see from what happened in the desert. But they still believed in redemption. They still wanted to get out, and that was enough, and they got out. But the Jews that didn't believe in the redemption and didn't want to get out, they did not. Of course, we make that great discrimination for then and now. They would say now there won't be that concept, and every single Jew will leave this Exile. So that was the first three days. And then, in an even thicker darkness, we have another purpose. That the Jews actually went into the Egyptians' houses. The Egyptians couldn't move. They went into their houses, and they looked around to find their precious items, because when they were going to leave, and they went to ask the Egyptians for their possessions to take with them, and the Egyptians would say, oh, I'd love to give you, I don't have anything. And the Jews would say, oh, I, I saw it in your house. And he would say, despite the specific place of it. Um, so this additional darkness that they couldn't move in enabled the Jews to move around while the Egyptians couldn't do anything and therefore searched the houses. 
And the Rashi says this term, Shloishas Yamim, means a period of three days. 